Hi everyone, this is Justine Rhodes, your host for Mentally About Us. This podcast is dedicated to breaking the boundaries surrounding the mental health conversation. The stories you'll hear on this podcast are real, raw, and relatable, and come from people from different backgrounds, because we believe mental health is global and does not discriminate. Welcome to the unfiltered side of the internet. What is up, Mother Duckers? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally a Badass, where we push the boundaries surrounding the mental health conversation. This is your host, Justine Rhodes, and today we are going to be speaking with Rosa Martinez, also known as Arena Mar. She's an up-and-coming singer-songwriter from New Jersey who is here to tell us a story that is going to be very deep and emotional. So, Get ready for that. I read it on her uh, social media post, and I almost cried, to be honest with you. And um, I've been uh, meaning to reach out to her for, like, uh, about three months. And I finally got her on the podcast. Um, I can guarantee that story is going to move move you. She is also a good friend of mine from high school. And so I'm very grateful to introduce this amazing human being to the Mentally a Badass audience. So welcome to the podcast, Rosa. Hello, what's up, everybody? What's up, girl? Excited <laughs> to be here. Yeah, me too. I've been literally wanting to have you on my podcast. I just keep like, for some reason, I just keep freezing and just like not messaging you. And I was like, huh, does she want to be on the podcast? I don't know. Am I cool enough for her? Who knows? Oh She's probably, gosh. no, for real. Like those times. <laughs> It is me. It's a me. Yeah. No, no, I know. I just didn't know if like you would want to be on on my podcast. But um, quick question for you. I was actually trying to look back on finding that story to familiarize myself with some details. Is it is it still on your social? Yep, it's still on there. Yeah, on my Rainamar music TikTok and also oh. on my Instagram page as well. Okay, I think I think I was checking Facebook. I mean, I thought I saw it on Facebook. Is it on Facebook? I did. I, I, yeah, I also posted it on Facebook on the oh. Rainamar fan page. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I was looking at your personal. I mean, that's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, but I did it's, remember. It's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere on there because I was trying to look for it. And I was trying to remember details of it so we can talk about. It. But I'm sure you know all the details of the story. I mean, you live the story. So I know I keep talking about this particular story, and you guys are probably. Like, Justine, what the fuck? Like, tell us what, like, what story are you talking about? So, um, basically, Rosa, yeah, so she is, I mean, just for, like, knowing on social media, she is, like, an artist, a song or singer-writer, but she gets, she got very personal one day on social media, and it really, the story really moved me. From my memory, it had to do with a moment where she was at the lowest of the lowest, where she was about to do the thing, if you know what I mean. And actually... Let me have her tell the story because that makes more sense. And she's going to tell it the best because she's lived through it. And I feel that a lot of people are going to relate to this particular story. And then from there, we'll go a little bit more deeper. So the floor is yours right now. Okay, amazing. Well, um, as as Justine says, and again, I'm really excited to be here and just sharing this and connecting with you all on such an amazing platform like this. Um, a lot of you know I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been in the music industry for about 10 years now, and I started releasing my own original music around the pandemic, actually. That's kind of like what sparked what sparked that journey of, of becoming Raina Mar and, and my own brand. Um, and I just celebrated my 28th birthday in October. Ooh, Libra's rule. Um, <laughs> and I was just feeling so blessed and thankful and happy to be alive. Like I, 
I feel like the recent birth birthdays that I've had, you know, when we're all getting older and closer to 30, we kind of like dread it a little bit, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Quarter life crisis. Exactly. <laughs> this birthday, I was like, wow, like, I'm really happy to be here. I was feeling so um, thankful and so lucky and blessed to have the, you know, the people in my life that that I love the most um, pursuing my career that I'm so passionate about having the, you know, Reina Fit, which is is my nutrition and fitness business. I was just really just so thankful to be where I'm at, even though I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be where I'm at because I know this is exactly where I need to be right now at this point in time. Um, but anyways, going on that rant, just giving you the backstory. Um, <clears throat> this 28th birthday, because I was it was kind of like emotional for me, I've done a lot of healing this past year and reflecting. I heard this beautiful song called Thank God I Do by Lauren Daigle. She is a, she does a Christian music and I'm not a Christian artist, but I, I love listening to Christian music and I'm a Christian very uplifting, myself. very uplifting. And I heard this song and it just made me think about a time in my life where I was at my lowest, which was when I was 22 years old, I was living out in New York and um you know hearing this song it just made me feel like wow like i came a, i've come a long way i've come a really long way from from that low moment in my life but um when i was living out in new york 22 years old a lot of my friends and family they thought i was living the life i had a great job salary job um i had a beautiful apartment with someone that i that i was with that i thought i was going to be with forever to be honest with you um, so I had the relationship, I had the job, I had a beautiful apartment, I was living the city life, I was working for a theater company, so I was going to like red carpets and like, you know, all these shows, but really on the inside, I was really struggling. I was rock bottom emotionally, mentally, physically um, on the inside. And behind closed doors, <clears throat> I was going through an, a very abusive relationship. Um, not a lot of people knew about that because usually what tends to happen in these situations, a lot of the times we kind of isolate ourselves or maybe that person isolates you away from your friends and family. So you feel like you're really alone. And in that moment, I felt like I was really alone. Um, You know, I wasn't really working on music a lot because I was just like, when you're in that state as, as a creative, you you have like no creativity coming out of you because Mm -hmm. you're just in such a depressive state. Um, and long story short, one day I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm i done. I don't want to feel this pain anymore. And in that moment, I really felt like there was no way out. And I decided I was going to make that irreversible decision of, of ending my life. And I remember it was a night, like, I think it was three weeks after my 22nd birthday. So it was like around November, around this time. That's crazy. Um, I went up to the rooftop of my building. I was, I lived on the 11th floor. So I went up just right up the stairs and I sat there at a table on the rooftop and I, I wrote my, my goodbye note. And, you know, I, I was, I, I was also like drinking that night. So I wasn't really thinking clearly, you know, really just like in my emotions. And, um, I, I wrote my note and I went up to the ledge of the building and I decided I was going to jump. And by the grace of God, there was this couple that came out of nowhere and they intervened 
And I don't think they knew what I was about to do. I really don't think they did, or maybe they did, and they just didn't tell me. Um, but they intervened and there was the lady I'll never forget. She was like, oh, hey, like very friendly, very welcoming, very friendly. Like I, I swear there were like angels that came out of like nowhere. <laughs> And they were like, hey, like, come over here, like, come have a drink with us, like, come hang out with us, you know, just very welcoming and very, you know, and I was like, in my head, I was like, don't you see I'm busy here? Like, you know. <laughs> don't you see I'm busy here? <laughs> see, like, like, That's a little you know, humor right there. I'm, I'm a little what? busy right now. Uh... <laughs> don't you see I'm busy here? Um, <laughs> oh and God. something, a voice just told me, go to them. Step okay. away from the legend, go to them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So I went over to them and I sat with them and we talked for a while and we got into a conversation about music and how I was pursuing a music career and my goal and my dream was to become a singer. And she was saying, oh, my daughter, you know, my daughter's into singing as well. And she, her dream is also to be a singer. I was like, wow, like, that's amazing, you know? And she's like, do you have any music out? And I was like, <laughs> I went on my SoundCloud and I had like three cover songs, like to my name, not even my own original music. Um, um, and I remember I had um, a hello, the hello by Adele, like that yeah, cover song. Yeah, that did really well on YouTube. I remember, yeah, the lip syncing was a little, yeah. But. Yeah, I forced, my, I forced my roommate to watch it. I told her to come into my room and uh, we played it on my TV. I keep yeah. people hostage. I'm like, watch her. She's so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. I think you. Um, no, no, I don't know if you met her. Okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're fine. I, hopefully, I get. I do get to I meet don't, her. Um, I eventually down the road. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah. So you know, I, I got into a conversation with her, and she was like, "Can you show me like one of your songs? I would love to show my daughter." And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, absolutely." So I pulled out my SoundCloud. I showed her this Adele cover song, and she was just in tears, like about thirty seconds in. And the song ended, and I think it was her and her husband or her boyfriend, her partner at the time. Um, you know, they they told me she she said, "You are so special. Please don't ever give up. Like you are meant to uplift the world with your voice." And when she said that, I really felt like God like spoke through her. That is so beautiful. It, I was like, wow, and I remember just being reminded of my purpose like wow like I have purpose like I'm important you know um and I'm glad that that moment happened I'm glad that you know I and again I call them angels that God sent them down to save me mm -hmm. I, I still believe that to this day I wouldn't yeah. be here without them um so I say all this to say and, I, and it took me a long time to come out and talk about this because like I've had to do a lot of healing before yeah. I've been able to speak about this openly mm -hmm. because it's a very vulnerable thing to talk about you know my friends and family didn't really know about it um you know when I came out about this in back in October I had friends and family reach out to me and are like why didn't you ever say anything why did you ever tell us and, and it's just like I just wasn't re ready to and I feel like yeah. anybody that goes through something like that no matter what situation it is, you know, at their own time or in their own time, they'll, they'll come out and, and say it when they're ready. Um, but, you know, I went through a lot of years of, of therapy. I went to therapy. I did a lot of self-healing. So I've gotten into like a lot of holistic practicing, so meditation, energy healing, um, 
and, you know, and fitness, fitness has seriously saved my life apart from music as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I decided to open up brain of fit, helping out other women mentally and physically just like overcome and become the best versions of themselves. Um, so yeah, a lot of that needed to happen for me to come out and tell the story. And at first I was really scared because I didn't know how people were going to see me. You know, I'm like a coach, mm-hmm. right? I'm a coach. I have an image, right? As an artist, like, oh, yeah. where are people going to see me? You know, there's such a vulnerable story that I have. And I was like, you know, it's it's so necessary because who knows who else is going through this? Who knows who, who has had thoughts like this or has maybe been in a situation like this? And I feel like me sharing this story is going to help people not feel like they're alone and by themselves like I felt in that moment in time. It's uh, very interesting how, I mean, this definitely makes sense. Like when you do come out with that story and it's very, very vulnerable. I like, you know me, I'm like very mental health, very open on social media, but I don't think I've ever gotten as vulnerable as you did. Like that took so much bravery. I don't think I've ever like actually came out and talked about my, like some of the thing that happened to me when I was 17 or, you know, think, yeah, I'm like, can't even talk right now but my my point is that it takes a lot and and honestly maybe it was supposed well the 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 post was supposed to happen not I I don't want to say oh we were supposed to go through that like because that's you know very dark of course I don't want you to ever feel like you don't want to be here and I mean you and I both I know how that feels and such and I'm a huge believer in um like the universe and such I mean I, I believe in God. I'm not like a huge religious person, but I do believe that God does speak through people. And God, you know, whoever is the mighty person that in charge of the universe and everything that's meant to happen on earth, they definitely could have put a thought into these people's heads, like literally go into their, their thoughts. And then they're just like, oh, let's, let's go upstairs. Let's see. Let's, and then see you. And then who knows if they knew it what you were doing i mean i don't know the position you were in where you're like looking like you're about to go i don't know exactly what you know like we all see in these movies of people going up on the roof and they're like no you know yeah. but um but if i mean if it was me i probably if i saw you like looking maybe if you were like on top stepped on and i had to like take you down then yeah i kind of see what you're doing but it was very smart that they didn't first of all scream stop because like i don't know if you're on like a ledge or something and then um second they made it seem if they didn't know because they don't they probably didn't want to make you feel any worse than you were already feeling at that moment and these this the fact that it was a couple too like out of like any type of human being that comes on the roof it was like a couple it was kind of like that's insane um but Honest, I, I'm like so happy that they, you know, did come because I, I would literally be, of course, ups- really upset and depressed yeah. and as such if that happened to you because you're, I would have been so mad at the universe to be honest with you. I would have been like so pissed. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why do all of these beautiful people keep dying? Like what? Like, <laughs> like I honestly probably would have came off really angry and then cried, but it's just, and it's scary. It's scary too, because you have like you're so like you're like literally the most humble one of the most humble people I've ever met you and Brianna Fernandez you guys are both like such beautiful angels and like deserve the world and like she's doing great you're doing great and I just love just like you know rooting you guys on 
like just you know from social media and such um like even matthew's doing amazing like i just love seeing people kill it you know me too yeah and it's so deserved and i I don't know if you know i had actually had matthew on the the podcast and uh yeah and we talked about like some things that he's went through and it's just like i feel like everybody just like people who have like the most rewarding lives have always go through shit like for real yeah and you know (laughs) i I will add to that you know because i used to a lot of the times victimize myself or judge the journey that i'm that i that i've been on and i feel like the journey that we're on builds us up to our highest selves yeah we are meant to be and these moments sometimes they happen right it's the inevitable and they're going to happen but instead of victimizing ourselves and instead of like beating ourselves up or feeling like the universe is against us those moments happen to build us up yeah and I would have never in my life thought that I'd be writing you know music to uplift the world and to and even coaching and helping other women that went through the same thing that I went through you know I mean I would never say you know you have to be at that lowest moment to build you know (laughs) Right? It's just but a pattern that we're kind of seeing here is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I, it, and it took me a while to, to not judge the journey that I was on and to accept mm-hmm. it and, yeah. and to forgive myself for having a, a moment like that because, and I'm still healing and I'm still forgiving myself for getting to that moment. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it, that's still a process I'm going through. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, again, it's like one of those things like we're only human and sometimes we break down and we have those moments and it's okay. And I want people to know that it is okay mm-hmm. to not be okay, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think like one of the reasons why I had a moment like that is because like I had an image. Everyone was like, oh, well, Rosa's like the positive one. Rosa mm-hmm. has a great job and, you know, she's a singer and she's funny and she's this and that. And I wanted to uphold that image. And all the emotions that was going on with me, I kept it inside. And I was like, no one can see this. And I feel like that's what happens to a lot of people. They bottle all that up inside yeah. and they, they're not their true authentic selves. And they don't reach out for help when they need it because they're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of like, oh, well, how are people going to look at me? Especially a lot of these artists. And I mean, look at Robin Williams. I mean, like, yeah. oh my God, you know, a, a comedian. And I just... I guess like the message behind me sharing this story is ask for help. Mm-hmm. If you're not okay, it's okay. Because again, we're only human. It's, like, it should be normalized okay. that if you are like in the, the trenches and such, like no one should feel like shamed for that. And another thing where, which is really the reason why, you know, I started this podcast and had mentally bad us on social media is because I did share my mental health struggles earlier on before there's all these mental health brands outside. I don't know if you remember, but I would once in a blue moon, if I went through something, I would share it like on my Instagram. It would be like one, like a long ass post and it would do so well, like the engagement. And then I would have people in my DMs um, like saying like, oh my gosh, like, you helped me so much telling your story. And this was just me just telling my story. And that's kind of like where I was like, oh, and at first I wanted to just like switch my YouTube channel to doing like mental health stuff. But then it wasn't like 
performing as well. There's a different, it was a different social media world then. And then I was like, okay, well, podcasts are starting to become more popular because, you know, this is a converse, a conversation where a lot of people could just be listening, like, like, like any, I don't know, cooking or cleaning or this, like, at least that's how I listen to my podcast. Um, and then now it's kind of crazy. Like now it's kind of switching back where like video is like more in now. It, it, it's very interesting. That's, yeah. that's more of the story. It's like, the algorithm. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, now video podcasts are are in and so um now i have to uh, obviously we have to evolve with it um but anyway my point was that so so that's when mentally a badass you know was born and now i you know with the algorithm how it's very interest-based on instagram that's how people are like finding me and you know what i do every time we get a new follower me and Ariel, whoever's not busy at the time, we send a message and we like, you know, obviously say, thanks for following, welcome, yada, yada, yada. We have a podcast, whatever. But at the end, I always put like, oh, how did you find us? Because like, that's like the biggest thing. It's like, I want to know how you're finding me. And a lot of people were like, a lot of the same answers were one, you were referred to me by Instagram. Two, it would be like, I I struggle with so like anxiety, OCD, bipolar, like literally they have like a laundry list. And I was like, so they're really like in a very dark, dark space. And, and so um, I'm like, oh, I just love the Instagram algorithm so much is because I'm finding these people who are finding me. Hence, this is where I'm like creating this platform where, you know, people like you, hence the name Mentally a Badass, like you are doing amazing things and people are going to, when they're interested in seeing who you are and, and you're going to see on your social media, you do look like, you know, the whole Im- image thing, even though I like image is at the end of the day, like in the industry that you're in, just reality is, yeah, it's kind of, it is important when it comes to building. That's just, you know, you and I both know it's like, we do go through their whole minds, our mindset. It's like, you know, you're beautiful the way you are. Yeah. yeah and we do believe deep deep to the core of that but when it comes to the industry it's like we do have to think about image unfortunately and that's just the reality of life and um like sometimes I even like get I get like like with my eye doctor with my whole eye problem I complain him about I'm like I know this sounds vain but it's like I'm on social media a lot and I don't just on my own social media I'm on filming videos for my clients so I'm in front of their audience yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's just this, which is also just really that like horrible for our own like mental health, like deep, deep down. It's like, like I don't know about you how you were in high school, but I had a low self esteem, like a very low self esteem. Like I don't know if like you knew how much people didn't like me and how people didn't think I was attractive and whatever. Like I already deal with that, and so it's like now it's like that on top of it did not help. Exactly. It's like, do you ever feel like that too? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I don't know how your self-esteem was in high school. Like, I feel like, you know, we're friends in high school, but we weren't like super close where we like know each other's deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. 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 For sure. So we're always cool. We're always cool. cool. Yeah. We're always cool. We're friends. Like, you know, during like the play season, I think we'll like do, we'll go out like with the whole play people and we'll always be involved in like bigger groups. But I don't think we like really like knew each other like deep to the core. So I'm like asking you now, I'm curious, like, how was like your mental health and your self-esteem like growing up like in high school? And I mean, I didn't I didn't know you in grade school. I think did you go to school in Little Fairy? 
Yeah, yeah, I want to speak oh. over it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, like I, I definitely 100% had moments of, of, of having low self-esteem. Um, I remember one thing that you used, I used to get teased about was my hair, like my curly hair. Oh, really? I used to straighten. Yeah, I actually did a post um, when I, because I've been rebranding a little bit, and mm-hmm. I did a shoot where I had my curly hair like natural and and you know, a lot of girls that I went to school with also in grade school and also high school, they used to tease me for having curly, nappy hair. And I wonder like, who this you know, was. Like, tame your that, cool that'd be girls. off conversation. I know, right? <laughs> I wonder if I know this person. <laughs> I have, there's a few names that come to mind. But yeah, so <laughs> okay. I used to straighten my hair to the point, I remember one day I burnt my hair off. Like my hair oh my was God, really? so burnt from me straightening it because I was so ashamed of my hair and how it looked. And and then I also went through an eating disorder my freshman year of high school, which a lot of people don't know. Um, I feel like I kind of, yeah, maybe it, it's kind of like a little bit in my head, like oh, I, yeah. I, I was like, I went through the the whole thing of eating my food and throwing it up because I thought, oh, well, I'm gonna be skinny because like that was around the time where we started becoming kind of self aware of our body, you know, and how it looked. Yeah. Like, what other people said about it, you know, and I, not to go into it in depth, but I, I was throwing up my food. I would eat it and throw it up. There would be times that I wouldn't eat for like three, four days. I had like no food in my system. And oh, wow. I ran into trouble when I was running track and field my freshman year. Um, Cause I was obviously, I was an athlete. I was doing the plays yeah. and performing. So obviously yeah. I'm exerting a lot of energy and I'm not like eating. Yeah. And I was in Harlem at an indoor track meet and I, I ran the 400 rate, the 400 meter race. And I passed out at the, at the end of the race. And my friends at the time, some of them knew like what I was going through and they went mm-hmm. to the coaches and then the coaches told my parents and you know, they took me to the doctors and they were like, you got to eat. If you don't eat, we're going to hospitalize you. And mm-hmm. then you're not going to see your friends and family. And like, we don't want to go there. And like, I feel like that kind of like snapped me out of it. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to put my body through this anymore. Like I, you know, I, I give me that arroz con pollo. Give me all that food. <laughs> like, I, I need it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. You you're know? making me hungry um, right now. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, absolutely uh, you were definitely not alone and i'm sorry that you felt like th- felt that way too and and i'm so sorry that other people were just really like mean um that just shows like their insecurity they pr- they're project when people oh yeah like that they're just projecting their insecurities on but they all people. like my photos now on instagram so it's okay <laughs> i think it, yeah. and <laughs> i know that kind of sounds very like passive at them but yeah. all these particular people that were like not that great to me are like all like religiously watching my stories every day and like yeah. liking everything it's just wow okay kind of yeah. had a little bit of like a power move or whatever but i know it's like obviously crap what we uh both went through um i mean Wow, I just like, I feel like I kind of vaguely remember, I don't know, maybe you told me or in a group we were in or, or something. It kind of I mean, sounds I've familiar. Been, yeah, I've been on, um, I've, I've posted on, on, on more on my Reign of Fit page. Maybe I saw it like, on there. Yeah, I posted more a little bit. Again, this is recently. I've just really recently, like in the past year, been just really coming out with like my story and like everything I've been through again, because like I've done the healing to be able to do that. And right. I'm yeah. Out to do that. 
Um, but another thing I wanted to mention, Justine, and it, it goes back to like my story of what I went through when I was, you know, 22 and, and high school, grade school, what we went through. Be just be fucking kind to people. Like, I know. Like, how hard know, can it be? Like, you never know what the fuck people are going through. Yeah. You never know. And that's why it's just especially like, you know, th- during the holiday season, you know, I made a post mm-hmm. on Facebook. It's like you don't know what people are going through. Like don't be rude don't be an asshole and i feel like when we were when we were younger obviously they're learning too like we yeah probably weren't, we all had our own demons like, yeah we probably were kind of mean to people too sometimes you know like, yeah like, uh, yeah and, and developing you know um but it's like now we're adults like come on like yeah be kind because again you don't know what people are going through and and that couple that day if they weren't as kind to me and inviting I maybe I wouldn't be here right now. So it's like you can be that saving angel to another person just by being kind to them. Yeah. That's another reason why I shared that story because it's like enough is enough with being pinned against each other and judging each other for God knows what for the dumbest things, honestly, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's especially lately. I mean, I know you you did post something lately about like the whole being kind. It also just what's going on in the world. But I also feel like social media is just, I mean, social media has always had moments where it's like negative, but now it's like lately has been getting way worse. And I try my best to just like follow like all the good stuff. But Facebook, Facebook is really hard because on people on people on Facebook, I have them as friends not because oh i like their content it's like people just i've known throughout my whole life like people from grade school high school whatever like i've had that facebook since 2009 so some people are sharing things where it's like so like frustrating to me like i'll give you an example one thing i really really hate is when people bully celebrities i hate it it pisses me off i hate what people say about the kardashians like I it just despises me when people have so much to say about someone who they don't even know. And you and I both know as just content creators is that it's so easy to make to mislead anything. Yeah, like I can make it I, I can probably be very successful and pretend I'm like in Paris for like, you know how easy that would be I just go to Epcot and just take a bunch of photo shoots and do it at a certain angle and I'd be like, Oh, wow, I'm in Paris for a week and, <laughs> like, and just put the locate like, I know it's a, it's just a very like small like minor example, but like it's just it pisses me off when so so basically well, let me step back. <laughs> so there was a recent I was scrolling and someone shared like an article about Kim Kardashian saying oh Kim Kardashian said that people in Gen Z didn't know who Marilyn Monroe was only knew who Marilyn Monroe was because of her. Like that's what the, that was what the headline was, but I was like I knew that wasn't like how it went down because I do watch like the the actual reality show and the reality show is like produced by them so they can like it's it's not gonna be like a big I mean Hulu it's Hulu obviously but like they have a lot of rights on like what is being shown so they can show like what they want to show which I know that can actually be good and bad but like I can tell when things are cut out. Like, just from, like, me editing, like, all the time, I'm, like, I can tell when something is being, like, edited out. So, um, I watched the show to see, like, deeper into their actual lives. And what happened was, because this article was clearly written from that one scene on the Kardashians. And basically, 
I think Kim was just like getting ready, whatever, getting her makeup. And she was just talking to the people around her. And they were like, she was on her phone. She was like, oh my God, I'm seeing on TikTok that apparently people didn't know who Marilyn Monroe was until until the until the whole dress thing. That, that's insane. Like she said it like that. And that just shows right there that she was shocked that people didn't know who Marilyn Monroe was and that they only found out who she was because of the whole scandal thing with the dress. Exactly, yeah. Not, oh, oh, people only know about Marilyn Monroe because of me. Like, no, like, she wasn't being egotistical. Like, it was complete. And and then also, if you click the, like, actual article and read it, it talks more detail, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, she was shocked. It did say that in the article because it makes sense because when you write articles, you can't just, like, post, like, like completely fake if you know what i mean like completely lying like you have to have some truth in your articles otherwise it won't be approved by publications so but that but i was the headline has to be clickbait because that's just the reality so but what annoying is that like they know that people are going to be sharing on facebook yeah and people don't actually care enough to read the article they just automatically hate the kardashians they're like oh they're a bunch of idiots and they automatically hate them because of their whole just already opinion about them. So they're like, oh, I don't need to read it. I already see the headline. And I'm like, I commented on it. And I asked that person. And I was like, did you read the article? They're like, no. I'm like, and I said, okay, well, this is exactly what happened. I like explained it. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, I still don't like her. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's fine. You, I mean, obviously you can dislike whoever you want. It's your life. But in my opinion, I'm like, why do you want to put that kind of like? Why do you want to take the your use your energy towards hatred? Yeah, like yeah. for someone who like doesn't even know you exist, like I, it just pisses it, it me is. off. It's terrible, <laughs> and honestly, it's like it, and and I used I honestly I used to be like the type of person that cared about like every everything, like everybody, like what everyone thought of me, and and that's one of the reasons I used I to too. Yeah, to, know, it's more. It's we've yeah. All, like, we've all know, been like, there. Yeah, we've had the people pleaser syndrome as mm-hmm. well. I, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Just saying, <laughs> um, you know, and I feel like it's just like uh, it, it takes more effort for you to go on someone's post and mm-hmm. ne- like negative spread a negative comment, and ju- you know th- that person's obviously going to see that. Like it might freaking ruin their day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, me like. I'll see comments like that, and now it doesn't affect me as much. I'm kind of like, oh, I just laugh at them. Yeah, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, great, goodbye. You know, but like (laughs) other people, other people, it'll hit them. Like it'll really like affect them. And I'm sure, like a lot of these celebrities, it hits them too. Like they're human too, and they talked about it too. Yeah, and 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 it's like, why would you like take the time out of your day to go and like spread negativity like that? Like, if you obviously don't agree, and listen, there's plenty of stuff. There's some celebrities I don't like. There are yeah. certain things I and posts I see that I don't like, but I'm not going to yeah. go out of my way to, like, go and ruin that person's day because at the end of the day, they're still human. They're not a bad person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it, it's crazy. But I feel like uh, with time, at least me personally, I've just learned how to drown those people out and focus on the people that that are reacting in in a positive way that support me, that love me and just, just being present in that space. But there's always going to be people always a hundred percent of the time that are not going to be on board with what you do or who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, all right, well, good luck. Like, you know, thank you, but like, all right, cool. Like you stay over there. I stay over here. I'm going to do my thing. I don't have an issue with you, but like, okay. Like you don't want to be in my, in my circle. Yeah. It's it's totally fine. There's like, what, how many billion people in this world? 
Like, is it nine now? I, I don't know. But, you know, actually, a piece of advice that really helped me a lot, and you know this person, our chorus <laughs> teacher. Um, oh, so when funny. I was going through some dark moments in high school, I actually, he was like a safe place for me. He was for me, too. Yes, he yes. He too. was, he just had like that energy where you feel comfortable. You know, yeah. like, just some people just have, like, that welcoming energy and, like, you can be vulnerable around them. So, I don't know what I was going through at that moment. But I can yeah. still envision where I was. I was sitting in the front row. And I think I was, like, I don't know. I was venting about something. And, you know, he said to me, he said, Justine, high school is a fishbowl. Once you graduate, you're going to go into a, the sea. The sea of fishes and, and such. Like, he was, oh, she was like, he, he, I mean, the, basically, he was just saying, obviously, what's happening now is not going to matter in, like, 10 years, which is, you know, we know that. But at the time, we knew just, like, in a dark moment. But this just, like, his metaphor. Yeah. And, you know, after we graduated high school and I, you know, I moved to Florida. I moved to a whole different state. And, like, it's just, and you moved to New York. I don't know where you live right now. What do you live right now? <laughs> I'm, in New Jer- I'm in Little Ferry. I'm back in Little oh. Ferry, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, you know, just traveling too and just like the internet, just m- making friends from all over the world. And I talk to people on this podcast from literally all over the world. Like I've interviewed people from like England and and stuff. Like I, I had a lot of Canadians. Oh, yeah, it's cool. And they find me and such. So, um, wow. and so... What's the greatest thing now is that it was definitely very hard in high school. When you're in high school, it's like you got to deal with these same people every day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And that's where it was just like it would put like that's where it was kind of like some of my darkest moments. It's like I felt very alone. It's because I was different. Like my brain does not operate like a lot of people. Like I have like the ADHD, BPD, bipolar, like all of that. Like it's just harder for me than other people. And so you know, I never, I mean, I do still have some good friends from high school. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, overall, like, I was pretty much an outcast in high school, I feel like. Okay. Like, you. I'm you, so sorry. I'm so sorry you, you felt that No, way. but you were very I'm nice so to me. I felt like I, I feel like I bonded very well with the theater people. Like, that was, I feel like those were, like, my people. Yeah. You know? And you, and you know, like, the energy. Like, we, oh, God, I miss those. Those things were so much fun. I know they were. They uh, seriously were. I mean, I know there was there was some intense moments. Right? Oh, I'm sure. But, I'm sure. You know, and 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 you know, like I was fortunate enough to be like around. At least, like I I I wouldn't even say like I had my click. I was just you were kind of like yeah with everybody. You're one yeah. The athletes. I was friends yeah. with people that in theater. You know, like I didn't really have like you know a click a, a click or anything. There are definitely some clicks that that <laughs> that, that were that were in our class, but, um, oh, but yeah, like, oh, I just, oh yeah. <laughs> I just, every, if you were cool and you were nice and you were kind and you were a good person, you had a good vibe. I was, I was kicking it with you. Like, I yeah, was, no, it's true. Like the way yeah. my mom taught me is like, as long as they're nice to you, like that should be the only thing that matters. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. And then of yeah. course, probably self-destructive me, probably made friends with people who weren't nice to me, but that's just you know, a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, and I just realized we're kind of like ready hitting almost 40 minutes. Um, so hopefully I kind of, kind of want to throw it into the pocket. It was supposed to be like way in the beginning. And then I just kind of, oh, okay. yeah. Okay. You mentioned that you were in an abusive relationship before, you know, you had the moment of um, potentially wanting to end your life. 
you said they were isolating you. So was, can I like to talk a little bit more, I guess, in depth about that? Sure. And um, so this, this person, were they not, like when they say, when you say abusive, can you elaborate a little bit more on like what this person did to you and how you got out of that abusive relationship? We can just dive in like quickly into that. Absolutely. So definitely like gaslighting, emotional abuse. Um, it did turn physical at certain aspects, not as often as the emotional abuse, but physical as well. Um, honestly, on like every aspect, it was it was intense. Um, so the reason why, like, it's just like he would make me feel guilty for going to hang out with my friends and family without him, you know, because we lived in New York at the time. And, you know, I would want to go home and like maybe hang out with my mom or go and hang out with my friends. And he always made me feel some type of way, like, you know, if he wasn't included, you know, if he couldn't go. Right. Um, sometimes I'd want to just go out and have like a girl's day with like my cousin or, you know, some of my friends, yeah. you know, and and it was always like he always never said, oh, it's an issue, but he always hinted at it. You know, there's that mm. subtext there. Um, so things like that. And um, also at the time, the reason why I felt so trapped and like I didn't have a way out is because like my parents were actually going through a separation at the time. And, you know, they were about to move out of the, of the house that we lived in here in Little Ferry. Um, my brother was going to, like, go his separate way to, like, Florida in a little yeah. bit. They were going to go their separate ways. So oh. I felt like, oh, my God, there's turmoil going on back home. Why would I, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to, like, mess things up even further. That's what I was telling myself in that moment. Like I felt, um, I like trapped myself. Like, like, yes, like he did, he did isolate me from my friends and family, but I really, it was like a self-destruction as well, because I also pulled away from. Kind of like the people know, pleasing too, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't want like, oh my God, like my, my mom and dad are, are going through a divorce. And then my brother as well was going through his mental health issues. My brother mm -hmm. was hospitalized twice. I'm sorry. Um, you know, um, he also had. Mm, I miss him. I should moments. probably like say hi to him. I know. He's always supporting me on my liking everything. Great. My brother. Is he is. He's so amazing. amazing. Hiring to me and and my story. I mean, like just going off of that story, and that's just like one of the amazing things he's done. Is just it just proves like don't give up. Like just because you fell down once or twice or three times or even ten times, like get back up if you're passionate about it you get back up and you falling is a part of your journey. You failing is a part of your journey that is building you up to that success, you know? So don't see it as a loss, see it as something that needed to happen for you to get to where you need to be, you know? There was someone I interviewed, I don't know who it was, and maybe it was one of my sayings, I don't know. But the biggest thing that sticks with me is ask yourself like these questions, like, are you breathing? Are you alive? Are you healthy? If you are, then keep fucking going. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. true there's no reason to give up like on your passion like you're, you're alive like what yep. yep like there's no reason it's just and it's like because we all get into our own heads and i think too it's like a lot of people think oh well this person's talking about me or well this person thinks this of me yada 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 but in reality everyone is so thinking about themselves and what's going on in their lives that they don't care 
And, you know, I think people think in this way and our minds are like programmed that way, because like, if you think about like in high school and grade school, when you're, when you're young and such, like people have more time on their hands to really actually be like picking on somebody. So if you're someone who has been bullied, like you have this one particular person that's constantly making your life a living hell for like a couple of years. So you automatically think like your, your brain is programmed to look out for danger. Yep. And then now it's like we have to heal and realize like no one's going to be bullying you the way someone bullied you in high school or, or in grade school. Like no one's going to, and plus if they do, it's like, who, like, just fuck them. Like, bye. Like, it's like, I mean, I guess it'll only suck if you're like in a work environment, you have to deal with them. But yeah, yeah. that's what HR that's is for, I guess. People. Yeah, that, right. <laughs> you better have a good HR team. It's like you you gotta, you're like going for a job interview. Do you have a good HR team? Because I really, I was bullied in high school, and I'm not gonna go through that again. <laughs> there was this funny TikTok or reel or something. It was a video that was like going around social media, and then apparently there's like a lot of screaming in the background. This lady's just like. I can't be around this. I just graduated anger management. I can't be around this. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I it's love so, that so much. You know, I think, you know, a lot of people have so much negative thoughts about our world, but it's, we all need to like really focus on all the good stuff. Like the way mental health is talked about now. Like I remember feeling so alone. Like if I did vent to like a friend or whatever, they would like not respond to my text messages. Like I had a lot of that. I had a lot of that. And people just thought I was annoying because of my venting and yada, yada, yada. But then late down the road, I'm diagnosed with BPD. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these times that I thought that I was um, like being super annoying and everything, it's like, it's just, I feel things a lot more than others. And my brain is just going miles, you know, I'm just because, different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That too. So um, I'm trying to think of where I was, I was going with this. <laughs> like i always do this. i go like this whole thing and i'm like what was my point story like, of my life that is the story of my life it's all um, good yeah for so, real I, I i just walked into the kitchen before and i went to go grab something i'm like what did i even come into this room for you ever ever have those moments oh all the time i think everybody has that and apparently from what i've learned it's like when you enter a new room and you go to a new environment your brain kind of does a little reset yeah yeah, I learned that in like the psychology books in college <laughs> using my uh, using my degree. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But let's talk about what we've what we've been waiting for too as well. Um, I don't think I even brought up in the beginning, but we all know you're a singer songwriter, and you just came out with a new song. So let's talk about that, and I will play a little snippet like at the end of this episode, so people can hear a little bit of it. But then they have to, you know, jump onto Spotify or Apple or whatever it's on to listen to the full thing because you guys support you. Um, so let's talk about it. So yes. here's the floor. Oh yes, "Breaking Out" is a song that it's my first ever EDM song. So I good. usually don't do EDM music I've maybe dabbled with it a little bit but at, at least artistically like written to an EDM song um but there was this phenomenal one of the best producers and, and DJs that I know uh Honu who's a producer from Hawaii he now is in Arizona um he hit me up through Instagram and he was like hey like there aren't really a lot of singers in the EDM space you know like you have a really cool like different voice and I would love to collaborate with you. And at first I was like, 
I don't know, because I've never really done that type of style of music, but mm-hmm. I do, I, I like listening to it, and it's very uplifting. It's like, yeah. you just want to like dance and like jump into a crowd and crowd surf, <laughs> you know? Um, and he was working on a record with Nico Bray, which is a producer from Germany, which I'm actually collaborating on another mental health song with him right now as we speak. Are we allowed so to know like the name of it or no? It is called By Your Side. Okay. By your side. Or right here by your side. I haven't decided yet. It's something by your side. So it's like still in like the process of production? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's definitely in the so it's early still like in the early I just, okay. I, Yeah, I like wrote it like three mornings ago. Like that's how like, oh, okay. early it is. But that's that song coming up. But yeah, so Honu came to me with this amazing, you know, song. And he, he I think he sent me three songs on what he needed like vocals for these songs so it's like let me just take a listen to this guy let me like give this a chance yeah as soon as I think it was like the second one that I heard from the three songs he sent me as soon as it started I would like the lyrics and the melody just like fell right out of me I think it was actually like the melody first Mm -hmm. and then when the drop hit with like breaking out like where that part comes that just fell right out of me like with lyrics and melody and everything and I was like okay this is when that happens as a writer when I listen to someone's beat sing without trying like that's when I know it's going to be special Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a record that I'm going to be on like that's how I know um it's like a feeling thing the way Mm -hmm. that it happens so you know, I I think it was like about a two week process of writing and just like getting things the right way. I mm-hmm. recorded in this very studio right here. So instead of having a dining room here in my apartment, it's a music studio. Upgrade. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what that's we sacrifice that. So we have a little kitchen table inside of the kitchen. This is ours. This is our dining room is the studio. Um, so <laughs> Love that. I recorded the vocals here. And then I, I sent him the the files and mm-hmm. then he plugged it right into the, uh, you know, he started building the beat a little bit more, producing it a little bit more and, and, and was able to mix my vocals and everything. So this was like completely virtual. We've never mm-hmm. met each other before, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then a year later, I, well, actually, technically, I think like six months ago, um, they were pitching it to different record labels because they wanted, you know, in, in the EDM world, it's good to have some backing from a label to get, it, you know, the exposure and get some financial backing, right? Um, mm-hmm. So Honu pitched it to, I think, like, I, I want to say maybe like 10 labels. So it was a few labels. And I remember there was two of them interested. One of them was Space Yacht. And Space Yacht ended up signing it. And and uh, I, I absolutely love them. And they, they have, they represent a lot of talented artists and they signed it to a winter compilation um, that's called the Tune Reactor Volume 1 compilation. So it, the song is within like a tr- like um, like an album pretty much with mm-hmm. other EDM artists and, mm. and songs and things like that. So so that's breaking out of here. And, and now what the song is about, that's really important. Um, so... And when I was writing it, I wasn't really in a depressive state. I don't remember or in a dark place, Um, but it is about anxiety and depression because I know what it is to be in a dark place. Like Mm -hmm. I know, obviously, you know, from hearing my story and there are moments that I still have those moments. And and even though I I've healed, you know, it's, we're only human. There's sometimes we're going to have really shitty days. We're not going to want to get out of bed and we're going to want to just throw in the towel, you know? So I really wrote that song coming from that place because I, I feel like 
everyone has days like that. And I really wanted this song to, to really reach out to those people and, mm-hmm. and help them feel like they're not alone with what they're going through and they can break out of their anxiety and depression and they can break out out of that dark place like I have. And, and that feeling that you have is not going to last forever. There's always a way out, you know? So in the song, you know, I start off with the first verse, like, you know, I've been underwater lately, mm-hmm. keeping myself here. So I've been holding myself underwater, but mm-hmm. I just want to break myself free. You know, I'm breaking out of here, like, because I feel like with anxiety, that's how depression, depression feels. That's literally how I feel like you're underwater and mm-hmm. like, you can't break the surface and mm-hmm. like you can't breathe, you know, like that's, that's how it feels like, you know, and um, you know, the song is also about like, just not also waiting for somebody to save you and you saving yeah. yourself, because the only way that you're going to heal and break out of that dark place is you. Mm-hmm. And if you put that power in someone else's hands, you know what I mean? You're giving that power to that person, you know? So it's like the way that you're going to heal and get out of it is by self-healing and healing yourself and, and, and breaking out yourself, you know? So like that is really the heart of the song. That's what, it, what it's about. Um, so I hope that my hopes are, our hopes are that that the world receives this song as as something very uplifting, positive, uh, that you can just dance to and, and feel good uh, to. Hopefully, maybe we can perform at Coachella. That would be freaking awesome. Manifest oh. that. That would be really cool. My manifestation board. You should. Coachella. <laughs> like, they have, like, a bunch of, like, EDM, you know, festivals. And I feel like that song I could see being played. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Did you, Thank did this, you. <laughs> was this song originally supposed to be a mental health song? No, I mean, well, I, like, I never really, like, sit down and say, I'm going to write this type of song. Like, I never really, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, I'm actually curious been, to see your thought process. Yeah, I mean, unless it's like, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, I've I've collaborated with other artists and producers they're like we're looking for this type of song mm-hmm. um but in terms of like me as a writer like all my Mar songs and I it just flows it like I hear it and whatever lyrics come out sometimes it can be a chorus sometimes it can be a verse sometimes it could just be words without a melody um mm-hmm. for me usually the melody comes first in my experience and then the melody kind of like just from like the feel and the vibe the lyrics mm-hmm. come you know oh, so okay. it's almost like if you can put like like with color like if you can uh-huh. just think of like a or like connect an emotion to a color like for me like calm and soothing is like lavender like that's my safe color right and it's that's my brand color thing, right I know yeah it is your brand color I love that color so much and yeah. it's the same thing when it, when you hear a song or a melody and it doesn't have words you can feel what it's about okay yeah i can see that it's that's kind of like my process as you know my writing process and my creative process it's just i'm really just like the vibe of the song like okay it's gonna be this kind of song okay yeah that totally makes sense and sometimes i i end up writing a song and i'm like oh i think it's gonna be this song and then i finish it and then i'm just like wait it's this song you know it it, it just kind of goes along this journey and I don't, I don't judge it. I just Mm -hmm. let it be, I let it flow right out of me, you know? Um, and that's why like my, my music is very diverse. Like you can have like a Latin pop song, like Picante that just came out 
and you know spicy latina you know performing out in jersey city and then you have this edm like pop song and it's a ballad <laughs> like this next song is going to be a freaking ballad you know um so i i just let myself flow and i don't i don't judge it you know yeah um, it also helps you see where your music career like what direction it's gonna go you know what i mean like i feel like you are a very open-minded person and um a lot of your music you know was latin but also kind of like you know pop and like fun and like it you definitely have different sounds but you're still so like you know you're still like early you're early in your journey where it's like okay you can do that this is the time for you to experiment like this is the perfect time so you could because like i feel like when you're like longer in i mean you can people can always change their their sound whatever they want of course but you know but exactly but then you're going to be getting a lot of people giving like their like opinion in like a very rude way like for example one example is machine gun kelly he went from rap to rock and you know in my head i don't care what you do whatever do we got to do you know be you but then some people are like oh sell out all this like you know you have all all of that extra stuff so right now like I mean, you do have a following, so I mean, people could do that, but like, you, you, you yeah, kind of have, I've had, I've yeah. Had yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, but, oh, uh, do more of this and less of yeah, this. Yeah, like, this is like your time to experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and one thing I will say, Justine, too, you know, and this goes for artists, this goes for anyone that has a business, a brand, or, you mm-hmm. know, like, yes, there should be consistency. I, I definitely yeah. believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in, in, in terms of like an artist, I feel like, if you are creating from an authentic, real place, mm-hmm. there are going to be people, no matter how different this record is from the next, there are going to be people that are going to resonate with you and are going to be attracted mm-hmm. to you, to you. It doesn't matter if you're singing a ballad. It doesn't matter if you're singing a rap song. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. That's why, because mm-hmm. I used to judge and I struggled with that a lot. I'm just like, oh my God, like, I'm a, I used to see myself as like, I'm a Latin pop artist. You know, I came out with novella, which was like a bilingual song. And like, this is who I am. But then it's like, nah, not really. I have so many different parts of myself mm-hmm. and I'm just going to let myself flow and just be real and authentic until let's, you know, maybe something really blows up and maybe I, I focus a little bit more on that, but you're yeah. absolutely right. I'm just like in that stage. And, and I feel like a lot of people will create for others and for their mm-hmm. audience and that's okay too but like to an extent not yeah really enjoying it to an extent yeah not really coming from an authentic place like that can only get you so far and that's why i feel like a lot of celebrities and a lot of um creatives and and artists out there they they they're depressed they feel like oh my god like i have this image that i've created that's not really me and now i have to uphold mm. it and now if i don't uphold it then everybody hates me right oh so that's horrible it, yeah and and I just like I'm that type of person like I don't want to be that I don't I want yeah. my true authentic self and whatever you know maybe there's a part of myself that people resonate more towards and that's kind of like where I'm at you know just experimenting with different parts of me right not mm-hmm. trying to be someone that like I'm not you know yeah because kind of and it's good that you you know you have that mindset early on because a lot of people would just do anything, you know, to get famous. Like, okay, you want me to sing this? I'll sing this. And then at the end of the time, like, you're coming a puppet with, with the label. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah. And I know, like, there's a lot of artists that used to be, have signed with a label and then they, like, it messed with them. And 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 that's unfortunate. Like, some people who they get to that really deep, dark depression and it's because they feel like they're just 
like they don't know who they are anymore <laughs> so yeah. it's so important yeah. to yeah of course you're gonna obviously want feedback from your fans and you do want to entertain your fans you are an entertainer at the end of the day it's a job but it's like being an artist it's like if it's i just feel like the whole thing of being an artist is literally doing what you feel like what's coming out of you like that's literally what being creative and and being artistic is is like you're not a puppet like yeah. that's the biggest thing is like you're not a puppet i mean and there is unfortunately like some of the biggest stars became puppets i'm sure justin bieber went through a moment i mean he did i think oh, he yeah, did for sure he had yeah. his moments yeah, being poor britney spears yeah. like we're seeing all of this crazy stuff and it's like just knowing this early on to like protect yourself so you never like have to go through that and it's yeah. it's good that like you know britney spears coming forward justin bieber like all these people a lot of them are coming forward and like literally warning you of the darkness in in hollywood and such like there's even like podcasts yeah. yeah there is there's even like podcasts now where all of these like big people are coming on like it's what they could legally of course talk about because i think if you're signed to a label you probably have like an nda or something but now yeah. that they're off it like allison stoner she has a whole podcast. i think i think it's a, a yep. picture of the podcast it's like dear hollywood or something like that and yeah. she literally yeah. reveals everything like she left the space and she's like i'm gonna tell you guys what the fuck happens like yeah i th there were some things that she said on that i was like wow that's that's crazy yeah, I'm hearing more and more every day. There's more people coming forward. And it's because of these, because now we have podcasts where like, you know, I almost didn't start a podcast because I thought I had to be famous. I thought I had yeah. to be like, no, for real though. Like I could already know how YouTube, like easy, just make a YouTube channel, call it a day. But like with podcasts at the time, I think it was mostly just like bigger names that had mm -hmm. podcasts and they were, and I was like, okay, well, like I'm really a nobody. Like, I don't think I could, I don't even know how to make a podcast. Cause you, cause you see it on Spotify, you see it on Apple music, all these big platforms. And yeah. I'm like, how the heck do I make a podcast? So it's intimidating. Yeah. It well that, I literally thought I couldn't do it. Like I thought I needed like a whole like money to put money towards it. I mean, the yeah. most I pay my podcast, I do pay like, like money for this program a month, but yeah. it's like nothing crazy. Like the overhead's like not that much, uh, not like much. less yeah. than 50 and bucks. I felt the same way, you know, starting a business, starting Rena Fit. Like I was like, oh, don't I have to go to business school? Don't I have to? Do and I'm just like, you know. And then I did a like a business coaching program for fitness coaches, and I learned that like I didn't even have to have a freaking certification. I mean, like you know, yeah, I had, I had all these things, you know. But it's kind of one of those things like just take the messy action and just start. If you're passionate about it, that's all you mm -hmm. need, right? Because that's gonna yeah. give you the drive to to, to keep going. You got to start somewhere. You got to start from somewhere. So right. I'm glad that you that you came out with this podcast because like people really need to feel like they're not alone, and that's exactly what they're what this is doing. You're connecting with with the ones that have struggled with the things that we've struggled with, and that mm -hmm. is forming a sense of like community so that people don't feel like they're alone. So I kudos exactly. to you. Like you should be really really proud. Aww, I'm proud Rosa. of you. Starting I, this. Um, we, I feel like we there's been more pod, I guess, socially acceptable, right? To like talk mm -hmm. about mental health, and it has come a long way. We still have some work to do. Um, in terms oh of yeah, more of a platform, but yeah, I'm glad yeah. we're on a on a trajectory. Absolutely, I do have one more question. This will be the last question. I promise. Sure. Um, so we talked about obviously the whole theme of this whole episode was depression, artists, and such. 
what if you're if you need to get let's say a song written or produced and you have to work pretty much um and you need you obviously your creative juices but you're going to a depressive episode what do you what do you do during that like what what advice could you provide for my audience but also for me as well (laughs) oh yeah absolutely so um so what i do is obviously when i'm in a state like that the best thing to do is because sometimes i get writer's block or i feel Mm -hmm. so burnt out Mm -hmm. and my creative juices are just they're dry like there's nothing there so I can't go into the studio and record or write because what's kind of come out is it's not going to be authentic. It's not going to be from a good place. So what I do is I, I call it like taking my inner child out on a date. Um, Okay. It's so funny because my holistic vocal coach that I work with that actually works with a lot of my my clients, Christina, um, she, we had this conversation and she actually gave me this idea and it's been very helpful. Um, you know, I take my inner child out on a date. So a lot of the times when we feel depressed, when we feel angry or emotional, our inner child needs attention and needs nurturing. So what mm-hmm. I do is I go out for a walk and a long walk and I go and mm-hmm. grab an iced coffee cause I'm obsessed with iced coffee. And, Me too. Um, and I just, I walk alongside my inner child and I have mm-hmm. a conversation with her. Like, what do you need from me right now? to Mm -hmm. make you feel safe, to make you feel like you're okay. You know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and I accept the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. I become kind of one with that emotion and with that pain. And I don't feel ashamed of it. I don't judge it and feel ashamed because a lot of times it's like when you're depressed, Mm -hmm. sometimes we turn the daggers towards ourselves. Like, why do you feel this way? And we beat ourselves up for feeling the way that we do. But at the end of the day, we're human and those feelings are going to come up. Right. So I really just, take that step back and just taking that beat. And I ask myself, my inner child, my body, what do you need from me right now to feel safe and to feel okay? Yeah. And for me and for everybody's going to be different for you. It might be different, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, they, um, you know, maybe they, they take a bubble bath or read a, a, a uplifting book or see an uplifting movie. Sometimes I do that. Um, me, I go on long walks and I love listening to, Theta waves, which is a, it's like a healing. I love theta waves. Yeah. It's a healing meditation. You used a lot in college. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I, I, sometimes I'll meditate with that or I'll walk and I'll Mm -hmm. listen to it Mm -hmm. and I'll have that inner conversation with, with my inner child. And that's how I heal myself. And I dig myself or get myself out, dig myself out of that dark place, you know, with my iced coffee. Um, yeah, that's kind of like my, my thought process. I, I just, just take a step back. And, mm-hmm. and then when I feel ready to then go back into the studio and to write and do what I have to do, then I'm in a way better place. That is really good advice. Especially like the, the, the term that the name and term is like inner child date. Yeah. That is, I've never take heard that before. Thing. That is so, that is actually super smart. I mean, some people do like, oh, you take yourself on a date, yada, yada. But I never heard of inner child date. That may also like me to you, a a social media manager to uh, you. Um, It'd be good to do like a date, like, uh, like taking, like showing people what you do on an inner child date and doing like a little vlog. That is so cool. Actually, that's a great idea. And you know, what's crazy. Um, the next song that I wrote by your side, I actually wrote it in dedication to my inner child. But it, the way that I wrote it is like, it, and I also wrote it for people so that it can help them heal and their inner child heal. But I actually wrote it 
to my inner child, but it can be interpreted. I you know, love different that. Ways. Um, it can be maybe God speaking to that person. You talking to your inner child, or you maybe comforting a friend, like you saying, "Hey, I'm by your side. You're not alone." Mm-hmm. And but that was that was really me just talking to like my inner inner child because like you know when when we feel depressed when we feel like we're in a dark spot that's our childhood trauma and things that mm-hmm. have built up that's like coming to the surface healed from yeah exactly, you know so um you know even even from the past abusive relationship that I've been in that and I'm still healing from that yeah where you know emotions come up and it's mm-hmm. just like maybe something's not really happening in that moment maybe something triggered it but it's from that situation you know and that's where I have to take a step back and be like okay you're safe you're okay like it's gonna be okay like you're present you're here my feet are here I'm I'm Mm -hmm. here I'm safe and you have to that's how you self-heal and how you ground yourself in the present because sometimes we go back to the, the past sometimes you know yeah our brain just likes to take us down uh the the memory lane that we don't want to go down yeah 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 for sure for sure but I hope that helps anybody out there yeah no honestly I'm gonna take that (laughs) advice that's amazing um I may also even do my own video on uh and uh bring that idea onto content that's a really good idea I never even thought of that I gotta like text Ariel later I'm like I'm gonna tell her this but no that's so smart I actually have like the holistic vocal coach I was talking to like her (laughs) idea of going like taking her inner child on a day she loves running in the rain and dancing in the rain when she does that, she feels really good after. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cool. Like, oh my God, you know? Because you're going kind of, you're anything. going with nature. Yeah, it can be. Anything. You're really, it's it can, grounding. It can, it can be, you know, like you going and taking out yourself for ice cream, going on a movie by yourself, you know? Like, Go to the mall, do some window shopping. I think I'm going to do that because I used to love going to the mall all the time. So I sometimes yeah. would just like, if I do go out and take myself on a date, it's always like to get sushi or something like that. Cause I love sushi and I'll sit by myself and I'll eat my <laughs> I sushi. I love sushi too. Oh my God. Uh, when I come visit yeah. you in Florida, we're, we're getting sushi. Yeah. When are you coming? <laughs> I Well, I'm going to be coming a, a whole lot because now my mom's over there. My grandmother's over there. My brother. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't, I didn't know like your whole family. Really? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like everybody from New Jersey is like migrating over to Florida lately. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, ever since the pandemic, everybody's like, "All right, screw Jersey, screw New York, going to Florida." <laughs> yeah, yeah. My parents uh, moved here in 2022. Oh, did they really? They also yeah. Moved to so it's just like my sister over there now, really. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. So I'm like your sister then, because I'm like the the last one. <laughs> I mean, my dad's here, but he's also going to freaking Florida. So like, no way. You'll find point, your way yeah. here, Rick. <laughs> Well, I mean, with your career, I would recommend either New York or LA for your career purposes. But I mean, you yeah, can yeah, technically, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, before I keep rambling on, um, I think I'm gonna end it right here because I think this is beautiful to end off on the inner child date. So, yeah. you guys like are feeling in a dark place, like literally, just like leave the house and just take yourself on a date, like do it, like. Fuck anyone who stares at you or anything like that. Because some people get scared to be alone. Like, I honestly think it's great. I love being yeah. alone, like, going outside. I'm like, I'm just, you because you're just, you're not distracted by, like, having to, like, talk to whoever you're with. You're just kind of, like, experiencing the world. Doesn't it feel yeah. very quiet, too? It Absolutely. feels very quiet. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm on this world right now. I'm, you can become so self-aware. 
that you're like yeah, alive. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, seriously, that's exactly what it is. Just becoming self-aware and just like being like present with your emotions and not like turning away from it and just again accepting right. it. And it's it's crazy because breaking out, I wrote that on an It literally account. means that. I literally no wrote that. I went I went to I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I got myself uh-huh. a nice coffee. And I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't really feeling it for a few days, but I knew I knew that I had to write the song. And I went to the you know the park, uh, where's uh, um, by the lake, if you know where Lakeview. Yeah, is. I like I that. That big lake. Writing. Yeah, I was right. I I sat there with my coffee and and I heard the song. And I and I know which Duncan it. you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah. And I started and writing. Exactly. It. I was like, woo! It and took it just, no. That lake just, is like, nice. Came out. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually wrote it while I was on on one of those dates with myself. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. That's like proof right there scientifically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rosa, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time to sit down and talk to me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> I, I really love everything you do. Seriously. Thank you for, for what you do. Thank you for having me. And I'm sure of it won't course. be the last time, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I always, honestly, I'm asking you guys too, if you guys want her to come back on this podcast, always you know, let us know, DM, email and such. But also if you're on Spotify, I always put a poll on there. Be like, <laughs> nice. do you guys want her to come back? Yeah. So um, anyway, to people who are listening, thank you guys so much for listening and hang on because we're going to a little uh, teaser of her new song. So stay tuned. I've been underwater lately, keeping myself here. But something in me wants to break free. I feel the surface need. I'm breaking, I'm breaking, I'm breaking out of here. I'm breaking, I'm breaking, I'm breaking out of here. I'm breaking, I'm breaking, I'm breaking out of here. I'm breaking, I'm breaking, I'm breaking out of here.